At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. People like to have fun during the holidays. You know what's not fun? Returning an ugly sweater. Don't give anyone an ugly sweater this year. Give choice gift cards from giftcards.com instead, and they can pick their own sweater from some of their favorite brands. It's genius. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I used to, uh, I used to trick, or tr- trick or treat at, uh, the, at the boss's house. Shut the fuck up. Oh, he's, he's a full bar guy, is he not? Full, full king size. Yeah, oh, King yeah. size Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Yeah, he lived... He lived in the town next to mine, right. so I went to I went to high school in this town, and like, I don't you know years after I stopped trick or treating, we'd still swing by there and get the king size bar like senior year in high school. Okay, let's fucking fire this thing up. All right, hello and welcome. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, theballerlifestyle.com, episode six, seven, episode seven. They said it wouldn't last, and yet here we are doing great pretend radio from my pretend studio in my kid's room. It's really just living the dream here, so stoked people are checking in. We got comments. We got few comments, all really good comments. We got ratings on iTunes. Um, I figured out I had an issue with the last episode getting it up straight away, but I won't have that. You know, it's a learning curve. I'm not a smart person, and I, I can't stress that enough. So what, I'm the guy that I, like, go to hang a picture, and I hang the picture, and I put, like, an extra hole in the wall, and then I'm like, oh, fuck. No, I didn't mean to do that. I meant to put it here. Like, there's all, I always do it once fuck it up and then I do it right the second time I learn from my mistakes you guys should take take a lesson from me uh, today on the show you guys remember Javaris Crittenden he's the guy that had an okay corral style Wyatt Earp outlawed Josie Wales showdown with Gilbert Arenas in Washington then not long after that he fucking Killed somebody, shot him in cold blood on the street. He's a pretty bad dude. And apparently he's out on bail and something he likes to do when he's out on bail is buy lots of cocaine. So that's cool. We could talk about him. Javaris Crittenden. I feel like pretty soon we won't have a chance to talk about him anymore. So we got to get in all of our Javaris Crittenden talk while we can. Uh, We missed out on this last week and... I was bummed about it. I know you were bummed about it. I know Fancy Sauce was bummed about it. Our Bachelor correspondent, Fancy Sauce, is going to be here live in studio to give us a recap on The Bachelor. And The Bachelor's getting good. Bitches are getting crazy. They're not getting enough alone time. This guy is such a dolt, and they don't even realize it. It's As I've always said, it's the only game show where everyone knows it's a game show except for the contestants and they, they clearly don't realize they're on a game show a lot of jealousy happening there it's awesome uh so we're going to talk about the bachelor special report on the bachelor from the baller lifestyle's own official bachelor correspondent fancy sauce she'll join us in a little bit also, and this is this is a bigger issue topic 
Um, I know this kind of made news. The big news to me was that Kellen Winslow's still a player in the NFL. I didn't know that. I hadn't heard of him in a couple years. I didn't know he was still around. He's one of those guys that pretty much sucks, but thinks he's fucking amazing. Uh, he's still apparently a player, and when he's not sucking at football or being so average that I didn't know he was in the NFL, he's masturbating in parking lots at Walmart and getting caught. So that, you know, I'm into talking about that. I, I need to know where people prefer to masturbate. I, I personally like to do it in a safe location, a panic room. A bank vault, nuclear missile silo, somewhere very, very safe. And Kellen Winslow, he doesn't seem to have such compunctions. He likes to get his jam on in public, in his vehicle. You know, there's also cleanup to be thought of, to be considered, and we all have our own ways of doing that. We're going to get into this. We're going to discuss it because I need to know other people's plan, and we all have a plan, especially you married guys out there. You guys know what I'm talking about. We're going to talk about Kellen Winslow and his vehicle masturbatory, his public masturbatory habits. Joining me now, as always, my main man, co-host, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you doing? Very well. Uh, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm well, my friend. How, how are things back in Jersey? Are you guys in another uh, snowstorm? Another snowstorm, and the hammer was dropped about a half hour before taping this podcast that I was, uh, I was expecting to have a day working from home with a lot of uh, productivity, and I was told my kids' school would be canceled for the day. So tomorrow has become a full-on nightmare. Absolute bullshit because not only as, as a also single parent or a guy that spends a lot of time where it's just me and the kids, you do the same a lot of time where it's just you and your children – you're always looking for shit to do, ways to get them out of the house. You know all the parks. You know the, what movies are playing. You know places you can take them for lunch because being inside of a house with children is just about the worst fucking thing anybody could ever be have to go through. I always said Guantanamo Bay, these, these prisoners, don't torture them, don't waterboard them. Just leave them alone with some kids for a while because it's just absolutely the worst. And, and now you're snowed in, so you're in a blizzard. you got your kids all day. Um, bad and I'm deal. Not drink, I'm not drinking either. Yeah, yeah you can't drink. You, and you, that's another thing. You're always look, kind of looking at the clock like, well, you know, when can I – what time can I crack a beer? Yeah. Because you, you need a little relief from those kids. So that uh, – I'll just tell you here it's 80 degrees. <laughs> it's like yeah. it, it's beach weather it's i think it's about 20 right now but it feels like negative one yeah that's yeah yeah real feel yeah the real feel it, i i saw a minus symbol on the real feel on the uh on the weather app so ne never good never good. you don't yeah. want to see that minus like i don't live in a place where i've i don't think i've ever been in minus i don't i've never experienced minus but i would be pretty bummed if i saw minus mm. Well, I actually don't mind cold weather, but I do mind being trapped in the house with the kids. This Absolutely. is good. This is going to be a rough one. Absolutely, and I, I'm not. I'm not having a drink for at least another week and change. So we got we got problems in River City. No, yeah, nobody understands better than do I, Ed. That's for sure. Um, uh, real quick, happy birthday, Jody Sweeten. Oh, the sweet. Yes, yeah, Stephanie Tanner from Full House. Having a birthday, she's twice divorced. She's on the meth. I think I think the word you meant to say is thrice divorced. My, oh my bad, my bad. She's thrice divorced. Wow, I didn't I didn't realize that. Thrice divorced at thirty two. I don't I don't reckon that she has too much money left. Although that shows on the constantly. La the last we heard of her, I think yes. it was last summer. Yes. yes. In the divorce filing from her third husband, right. she was she was fighting for uh, custody of the 2000 Toyota Avalon. Yes, a 14-year-old vehicle, that's right. And to split their $200 Kohl's credit card balance. Yeah, they owed, they owed a balance on a Kohl's credit card. <laughs> 200 bucks. I couldn't come up. She worked the, on TV for a right. hit show for like a decade. The show's still on. I mean, the, you, she's still getting a check, albeit small, I'm sure. 
The, right. it's, it's still being televised. There's still and, money coming in. Yeah, if there's ever uh, – if anyone was wondering about sending their kids to Hollywood or trying meth, yeah, I would yeah. I would say here's your answer. She can't she can't pony up for like she's she's using a lawyer to split a two hundred dollar Kohl's credit card balance, and she's driving an Avalon, and she really wants to hold on to it. Also, she I mean that is good advice, Ed. Like if you're if you're thinking of getting your kid into acting or meth. You might want to think twice. Like right. both of those roads are bad roads for a child. And so advice, take a look at Jody Sweeten. Don't do that. Jody Sweeten, though, she turned out like she's not bad. She's pretty easy on the eyes. And uh, yes. I, I mean I have I haven't seen her like I don't know what the last picture of her, but it was it was definitely like in the last few years. Yeah, I'll she, vouch she, for her. She did not have a faces of meth kind of face. No, no. She, she, I don't think she was on the meth long enough to really age her low hand style. She's got, she could have a career in, you know, maybe doing some soft porn. I feel like there is a legitimate way for her to earn a living or at least pay off that Kohl's bill. So, <laughs> yeah, she she could she could go to Van Nuys at least to pay off the Coles bill. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd chip in for that. Well, and happy happy birthday, Jody Sweeten. I I will defend one thing about her her substance problems. I read some bullet points when I just googled to see if there's any interesting facts about her. Her first bout, one of her early bouts with drunkenness, was when she was 14 at Candace Cameron's wedding, and. Can you imagine how awful it would be at a at a wedding with Kirk Cameron? Like the speech he must have made. Oh yeah. Well, he's he probably got up there. Well, first of all, there was no alcohol at that wedding, so she probably had to smuggle. She was she was taking nips off people's flasks because they're that yeah. the Camerons are in the God Squad. I oh. imagine Kirk got up and gave a speech and told everyone they're going to go to hell and. Right. Because that and those, she's fourteen. Yeah, I mean, of, of course she was getting trashed. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. And, and then the next headline I read is she was snorting meth at the premiere of one of the Olsen twins. Completely defensible situation. Absolutely. Like if you're going to have to go, first of all, here's these two brats. They're fucking billionaires. They were on the same show as you, but there's two of them. They got all the money in the world and you're driving an Avalon. Yeah, I mean – and plus you got to watch their movie, which I imagine was horrible. You, oh. you might want to meth up to make the time go by. Sure. Something, something's got to pass the time. Absolutely. I got, I got to agree with you, you there. Well, So we're with you, Jody. Yeah. We're, we're, we got your back, Jody. Do some softcore. I feel like you can get an agent still. Maybe a talk show. Do this talk show circuit. Right. There, there, there's a way out of this. Uh, Ed and I will be keeping tabs on you. I'm going to make a Google alert for her today. And she and, could be a guest. She could be yeah. our first guest. We'll have, I, I feel like she lives pretty nearby. We'll have her over to the Datchler pad. I'll, you know, BYO meth. <laughs> I, you know, no, I won't have any meth put out for you if you bring your not, own. You're not going to give her a platter or anything? No, no, I'm not. I'm not like I'm not connected. I mean, I imagine someone in my neighborhood is probably cooking some right now, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not acquainted with that person. So she'll well, she'll let you know as soon as she drives into the neighborhood. Sure. Yeah. She she probably has an app. Yeah. There's an app for that. <laughs> uh, I feel like we should address this. I, I, I don't feel like we should address it, but the NFC and AFC championship games were contested this weekend. Peyton Manning and his long neck and longer forehead made it through, defeated Tom Brady, advanced to the Super Bowl, and in the other game, which is a pretty boring game, but then got sort of good in the the later part of the second half, uh, Russell Wilson outduels Colin Kaepernick, who just threw a bunch of picks, including one very, very bad one at the end of the game that sealed it for Seattle and brought Richard (laughs) Sherman into all of our consciousness and now we all want him to leave uh have you had enough of richard sherman yet ed i have and and the amazing thing is there have been thousands of things said about this issue yes and and facebook or, or wherever just any platform everybody's got this take 
and every one of them is wrong. Right. They they're, they're just missing. It's either thug or it's it's racism, or it's uh, just this is classless. How could somebody you know talk trash? It's they're all the the wrong things. The bottom line is the guy's just an asshole. Like he, he what he did in the post game interview. I mean, he didn't really say much. He just was bragging, which Muhammad Ali, Larry Bird, all these guys doing. But my problem is like nobody just said, all right, well he's just not a likable guy. And then people point to, oh well, he went to Stanford. He 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 went from Compton to Stanford. Like that he's he's he, that doesn't make him a good guy. I, I know plenty of assholes from Stanford. Well, sure, it de- it definitely doesn't make him a compelling guy. But and and that's the thing. You're right. He is an ass. Like I don't feel like I could really hang out. I can't hang out with anybody that operates at that much volume. First of all, right, like, dude, stop yelling. And you're right. That that's the thing. He didn't say anything incendiary. All he said is that I'm really good and that guy sucks. And but it was it was the you know it's the stuff he did way before the interview where he ran up to Kaepernick and did yeah. the choke sign and when he slapped Crabtree on the ass and then said oh I was just trying to say a good, good game like no you weren't and then I know as a Redskins fan last year he ran up to RG three on crutches after that game and That's right. did, I recall that the, I recall that and did choke, the choke symbol to him and he did it to Tom Brady last year like yeah. he's just that guy who's always misunderstood like he's just not a likable guy but like. It's it's not that he's a thug. I mean, he's not he's not like uh, Mr. Crittenden that we're going to discuss shortly. Like, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, definitely, like, definitely thug. Not, he's not a thug. Like he he reads books and all. Like great, but he's still a dick. Yeah, he's his he, name is Dick. Yeah, his name and he goes by Richard. And who calls himself? My dad's name's Richard. Who goes by Who goes by Richard anymore? I mean, you shorten that. You're either Dick or Rick, right? Ricky. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got I got to agree. He he he's a guy that operates at high volume, and we live in an era where that's the most important thing. Like being very loud gets you noticed. Whether it's the Sunday morning news shows where everybody's yelling at each other, or those stupid ESPN daytime shows first, where first take, yeah, where that. it's just a bunch of reporters not saying anything. But saying a lot of it at very high volume, and of course, sports talk radio is the worst. Where one guy is just yelling, and then he go opens the phones up so more guys can yell, and nobody says anything. And and, and Richard Sherman fits that mold perfectly. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm done with him. I do like though that, and I feel like there's there's something to this. I feel like we still live in an era where white people will just shit all over themselves the moment a black guy starts to yell. <laughs> they're everybody, everybody's like oh my god what do, what do we do this guy's yelling over here we're like what's happening we got to freak out about this when really he's not saying anything he's not threatening anybody he's not really doing anything interesting or scary but w- w- there's still a, a bit of that in the culture where if there's a black guy yelling white guy white guys are gonna freak out about it yeah he's he's a uh He's just a guy who's mouthing off. Like, he's not anyone. To, people were afraid for Aaron Andrews' safety. Like, I, I'm pretty sure she can hear loud noises and, and live. Well, there, I don't think there's much to be concerned about other than her eardrums. <laughs> yeah. And, and one one last point, though. I mean, he clearly wants to be the wrestling heel kind of guy. He wants to be that guy with all his choke symbols and everything. And the last couple days where he's on the apology tour, like, if you're going to be the heel, fucking own it. Yeah. Like, don't be a pussy. I don't remember Rowdy Roddy Piper ever apologizing to anybody. <laughs> no. I mean, Although, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't remember all that much about Rowdy Roddy Piper. Though. What? 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 <laughs> he wore a kilt and he was rowdy. Yeah. He's the best ever. He was, he had, he had a, the Piper's pit. He would interview guys in the Piper's pit, and then sometimes he would jump them, like in the uh, in the middle of of the oh, interview. In interview. Yeah, the, they would take a turn, and he'd just start beating the guy's ass, and then they'd destroy the whole set of his show, the Piper's pit. And then the next week, it'd be back on on wrestling superstars, WWF and, superstars. And he'd he'd have no trouble getting another guest. Yeah, and then he'd yeah, then someone else would come on, and he'd beat their <laughs> ass too. I, I can't say really ever watch wrestling, but uh, wow. It's, well, I mean, I didn't. You know, there's adults who watch wrestling, right? 
What? Yeah, yeah. No. I just found out about this. Like, I, Stop. I don't really know what's happening in wrestling because at some point I turned eleven. <laughs> but so, I, like anything after that, I'm not really too clued in on. But I see it on Twitter when the wrestling show is on, or when the, one of those wrestling pay per views are on. These guys on Twitter will really like get into the story of what's happening and who's got, you know, the, the belt or whatever. So yeah, wrestling mm. still exists. Wow. Yeah. You learn, you learn something new every day. Absolutely. Well, uh, good intro. Good to, let, let's put this Richard Sherman thing to bed. There's so much time before the Super Bowl starts. They, they cannot possibly come up with enough Richard Sherman to talk about him the entire two weeks leading up to the big game. So ho- hopefully somebody will do something interesting in the next week or else it's going to be really slow. I mean, we'll find stuff to talk we'll, about. We'll, we'll put up some content about the Super Bowl in the next, uh, next couple of weeks. Yeah. We'll we do, we'll do some sort of prop bed stuff next week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to get into those, the flip of the coin, the color, the Gatorade, all that kind of stuff. That's, that's what's interesting, interesting about Lots. the Super Bowl. Lots of bashing of Joe Buck. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's the best. I, I enjoy. Is it? A, it's a Fox Super Bowl this year. Sadly, yes. Oh, that is unfortunate. Yeah, Joe Buck. I feel like they do it every year. Uh, well, sometimes Jim Nance, sometimes CBS has it. Oh, yeah. I think even uh, even NBC. I think they they sort of rotate them. I don't don't quote me. I don't know how anything works. Uh, okay, well let's take a break. Let's go. Take a few minutes. We'll regroup so we can come back and talk about the things that are important and affect all of our lives. Namely, Javaris Crittenden buying 400 kilos of cocaine. Also, drug dealers being the only people in this country that use a metric system. Um, Kellen Winslow masturbating in a car, which is just the best story. And, of course, a recap of this week's episode of The Bachelor with Bachelor correspondent Fancy Sauce. Stick around. Lifestyle Podcast, theballerlifestyle.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Episode 7. I feel like it's gone by so quickly. Who knew it would last this long? It's it's a legendary program already. We're on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe. Like, even if you're not going to listen. Like, maybe this is the only time you listen. Just subscribe, dude. Who cares? Just shows up in your iTunes. That's the other thing. If you subscribe... On iTunes, it's avail- it, the, the subscribers get the show instantly. It doesn't show up on iTunes for like a day. But if you're a subscriber, it automatically uploads into your iTunes before it shows up if you wanted to download it manually. So think about that. Subscribe, rate, comment. I'll keep asking you to do that because I feel like I'm supposed to. Uh, okay. We talked about it earlier. Javaris Crittenden, he's a guy, you guys remember this, he was on the, he was drafted by the Lakers, I recall, and then in one of those deals, they sent him away, and he ended up landing in, with Washington, where he was backing somebody up, and no, I think he was hurt, he never played, or rarely played, Uh, but what he did do is gamble on the plane with... Gilbert Arenas, and at some point there was a gambling debt to be paid, I think, by Arenas to Crittenden. And eventually they both pulled guns on each other in the locker room because that makes sense. That's what you want to do. And uh, and both ended up getting suspended. Eventually Crittenden ran out of options. He was out of the league. And what did he do while he was out of the league? Well, somebody stole some stuff from him. So he did what any... 
person with any kind of sense would do. He went out and just started shooting people on the street, and he ended up killing somebody that wasn't... Mother of four. Yeah, a mother of four. Like a 22-year-old mother of four um, in Atlanta that didn't actually do any of the stealing from him. She just happened to be on the street late at night, and he killed her. Um, so he's awaiting trial and somehow, I don't know if this is a Southern thing or I don't know, cause certainly this doesn't happen in civilized places, but despite the fact that he's a certain flight risk, he's out on bail. And yeah. w- now that he's out on bail, what's he doing? Is he getting his defense ready? Is he putting together an alibi? Maybe, you know, disappearing some eyewitnesses a la, uh, Dude, who's that guy? I'm, dude, I'm so bad with name. <laughs> Who, uh, who's the receiver for the the Colts? Oh, Marvin Harrison. A la, we're gonna edit that out. Three, two, one. A la Marvin Harrison. Uh, but that's not, you know, Javaris Crittenden must not be must have some really good lawyers. His lawyer obviously doesn't have a ponytail because he's not too concerned. He's so unconcerned. With his murder rap, that he's going to go ahead and add a cocaine trafficking rap to his murder rap. And I'll just read from the story on TMZ. Disgraced NBA player Javaris Crittenden was part of a massive drug ring that was hoping to move 400 kilos of cocaine and 10 pounds of wheat. Just quick to interrupt myself. If you're selling 400 kilos of cocaine... Which is rough, which is close to a thousand pounds. Do you really need to set? Do you need the, to add the ten pounds of weed on top of that? Is that just like a tip? <laughs> like what? I've ten pounds of weed is just a drop in the bucket compared to four hundred kilos of cocaine. Did that? Do we have to add that part on? Maybe maybe he was using that just to smoke on the side. Right. Yeah. He. Yeah. That's probably just a date. That's that was like between his car seats. The, the the former Washington's Wizards player was arrested in Atlanta last week during a sting operation that netted 20 suspects, some with stereotypical drug cartel, cartel nicknames like Crutch, Chop, and Carlito. <laughs> FYI, 400 kilos is roughly 881 pounds. Officials say the drug ring has been operating since at least 2012. Crittenden, a former NBA first-round pick by the Lakers, is also facing unrelated murder charges in the 2011 shooting death of an Atlanta woman. Okay, how is this guy out? That's my first question. How is it possible that this guy is free? He's just roaming the earth. Roaming the earth. He's a cold-blooded killer. He he clearly is going to go to prison for that murder, and yet he's out slanging cocaine in Atlanta. Help me help me understand our system of maybe, justice, Ed. Maybe uh, maybe the Atlanta PD is hoping for him. They're waiting for him to burn down a nursing home or a hospital to uh, <laughs> to to finish the job off. Yeah, maybe maybe he can set fire to a cart full of babies or something before they lock him up. He's like uh, he's like Arnold or no he's like T2. He's like whatever the the T1000 or whatever in the movie T2. Right, Robert just, Patrick. Just, yeah, just killing people left and right. Just killing like, whoever. Yeah. He's he's just he can't be stopped. The Atlanta PD like try to stop him and he 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 melted into the wall or something. Yeah, he yeah, he's kind of like, "Hey, what do you expect? Like I'm Javaris Crittenden. What do you expect me to do? I'm I'm here to do two things." Kill mothers of four and buy tons of cocaine, and I'm all out of killing mothers of four. <laughs> I'm guessing in his one year at Georgia Tech, he didn't take laying low 101. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a, an econ major either, uh, or criminal justice for that matter. Because this guy, or maybe he's just like whatever. Like I'm about to go away. I need I need some cred in the joint. I killed a woman. Like maybe he's got to go out and kill like a tough guy or beat somebody up to to raise his credibility once he hits the penitentiary. <laughs> he he wants he wants to go into the Gray Bar Hotel in style. 
Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. He wants him to know he's coming. So yeah, he's. I mean, what, I they can't let him out again. I'm, am I going to hear next week that he gets popped for jaywalking or some other crime? Because apparently they don't lock you up in Atlanta when you murder an innocent person on the street. They they go with the honor system, right? They're like, you're going to come back, right? You got court. Just give us a couple bucks, and then you're going to come on back, right? And he's like, yeah, no problem. I'll be back. I'm, I just got, I got to pick up some cocaine. Now you made an interesting point during the break about. Drug dealers really took to the uh, the metric system. That's it's and it's the one it's the one industry in this country that has really really held on to the metric system. You don't hear about anything else measured in kilos other than cocaine. Yeah, there are many reasons why I did not become a drug dealer, but probably the number one reason is I am just so intimidated by the by the metric system. Well, the metric system is stupid. Let's be honest. No one uses it. The, the world standard is American system of measurement. Everybody knows that. I don't know why. It's kind of like speaking Latin. Like no one even does it. What's the point? <laughs> metric system is a dead language. Absolutely. Uh, well – We'll be following this Javaris Crittenden story. Like I felt like I, I was like, oh yeah, Javaris Crittenden. How you know he's how's he doing in prison? And then I'm like, wait, he's not in prison. He's out. He's got enough money to buy 400 kilos of cocaine. Uh, what you know? This guy's living the life. He's he doesn't. He must have um, gotten paid back by by uh, Gilbert Arenas at some point. Yep. He's living the dream. He really is, yeah. And back back to the pokey you go. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta needs to work it out. Uh, okay. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. I know why people turn it, tune in. People have been tweeting me all week long. Are we going to have more Bachelor reports? And absolutely we are. Shit's been popping off on The Bachelor. So joining us now to give us a heads up on everything we need to know, what's happened on The Bachelor, what's going to happen on The Bachelor. Joining us now, official Baller Lifestyle podcast, ballerlifestyle.com, Bachelor correspondent. Like a lot of shows wanted to get this person. We went out, we paid the big bucks brought in an expert because the, our viewers, we or our listeners, we knew our listeners would be very interested in what's happened on The Bachelor, and we wanted to have our own expert. So joining us now, Fancy Sauce with The Bachelor Report. How you doing, Fancy Sauce? Wow, I'm good. I've never been described as an expert of anything, so thank you for that. Absolutely. You're, de- you're, you're definitely an expert on a lot of things, but particularly... particularly interesting to us on the show is your expertise on the bachelor and we missed you last week you were a little under the weather sick i was that was unfortunate but you're back and tell us what is going on with juan pops what's happening on the bachelor okay so as you said i was sick last week and i didn't get to do my week two update so just quickly um the highlights were uh the one-on-one dates were with claire the hairstylist from sacramento i'm into her who reveals her raging daddy issues? Yeah, for and, sure. And then that's followed up with some kissing. She looks good. She she cries a little bit. Like I feel like she's she's good to go. And he was into it. Does he does he get them alone at this point? He, yeah, it was yeah. a one on one date. You know, the end where they're getting all romantic, and she goes on and on and on about her dad. He oh. like she might be kind of annoying. Fish in a barrel. She might be kind of annoying. Yeah, he well, she is annoying, <laughs> but he's going to keep this one Claire around yeah. for a while because towards the end he gets to sample sex a few of them, and this one I guarantee you he he's going to hold on to her for the fantasy overnight dates for sure. Yeah. Oh, but he hasn't. He doesn't have them alone to to do that right now. No, no, not that, behind that closed does, doors. That Ed. doesn't that doesn't come for for a little while yet. Okay. Um, the other one on one date was with. Uh, so annoying. This girl, Cat, with her what looked to oh, be Kat. big fake cans. Ed, 
cat with the K and look to be. I mean, you could see those things from outer space, from from the moon. You could see that those are implants. They're way too close together. They're way too big. She's way too proud of them. She's got a pair of Tory Spellings. Oh yeah, but yeah. Well, they're not except they're, they're the opposite. You know how she doesn't Tor- have the same refund gap that Tori. Yeah, has. you know how Tori Spellings are like nine inches apart. <laughs> this chicks, this chicks are right on top of each other. They're, it's almost like one giant boob. And what's her name? Her name's Cat. Oh, with a K. of course, of course it is. So Cat with a K. She's annoying. Yeah, anyway, she's... he takes her to Utah for this big rave fun run thing. Yeah, he takes her on a private jet, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I will be taking you on the private jet. And it's, I'm like, yeah, baller. And then the jet lands and the date is for them to exercise. If you're taking a private jet and the final destination is Utah. <laughs> right. So. Not just Utah. <laughs> Running in Utah. He's like, he's like. I thought you might want some three, like, some three two beer. It would be worth. But it's like a rave, like yeah, it, right. It's like a rave. Yeah, it was. A rave it was run. like a rave five k, so she could sweat all the makeup off her face. Uh, it was. It made me really uncomfortable. She looked like it Alice was, Cooper after the run. They did. They 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 did some cringeful dancing, and then they had a kiss. Uh. And um, then they had a group date. I think 13 girls went on that. It was a photo shoot for some Oh, uh, a couple of them had to get naked. Nope. Right. A- Andy was really struggling with having to get her clothes off. Unlike Lucy, the, the exhibitionist. Right. There's the one chick spirit, that loves to get naked. Loves getting her clothes off. She took all her clothes off and walked down the street outside walking a dog yeah. buck naked. I argue that she gets naked so to get your eyes to drawn away from her face. <laughs> It's actually a pretty good survival tactic on her and part. How many times have they watched Home Alone Two? <laughs> well, they watch. I, I'm pretty sure they, that goes on every night. <laughs> how about Dr. Seuss readings before bed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, both of those things. Um, episode highlight though was that Brazilian girl Victoria getting wasted yeah. on the at the end of the group date. Girlfriend had some drinks. I feel like that happens at least once and per season. She gets all kinds of belligerent, locks herself in the toilet stall. Um, you know, just drunk, negative attention seeking on display at its finest. Yeah, that was pretty good. He, he had to ask her to leave. I feel like someone roofied her drink, like the producer, because no one who gets that wasted. Right. Well, um, drunk girls like she, like her. It do. was, anyway, great casting. He does set her packing the next day. The best part was early on in the evening that one girl, Nikki, kind of saw what was happening and sat her down and tried to have a talk with her. Yeah, and yeah, she's like, yeah. People, there was a lot of people trying to rescue her. She was like, she was kind of like that guy in your fraternity, Ed, that like every Saturday night you're like, okay, who's going to take care of Moose? Right. Victoria was Moose. Well, Moose was already three sheets to the wind, yeah. but sat there and claimed, well, I'm totally sober. Oh, that's yeah. the best kind of drunk. It the, was awesome. the hammered person always wants to tell you how she sober She had some good quotes, though. Yeah. She's like... Um, first of all, she claimed Juan Pablo is my boyfriend. Yeah. Then she mm-hmm. said, I'm going to straddle him every day because that's what life is about, straddling people and things. I, you know what? I feel like that should go on a statue or a plaque or something because <laughs> Strad- that's what life is about, straddling people and things. What, said, what's her career? She, is she like a, she was, is she a rodeo? She's a, she, no, she's a legal assistant. Yeah. Then she said, "Today I gave him the hymen maneuver." Oh. <laughs> I feel like I feel like she gave away that maneuver a long time ago. And then finally, long time ago. Finally, when things were really deteriorating to a point, she said, "Send me home. I don't give a fuck." Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So at the end of the episode two, we've got um. Left standing is Andy, Elise, Charlene, Renee, Danielle, Lucy, Allie, Chelsea, Lauren, and Christine. So the two that got cut were Amy, that local news girl from Florida. She was awful. And Chantel, who was one of the black contestants. One of two black contestants. They were eliminating. Eliminated. So that brings us up to speed with last night's episode. Yeah, last night it got good. Episode three is always the one where these girls finally start to realize that this guy is dating a bunch of girls and they're not the special one. And so the cracks start to show. A lot of jealous girls in this episode. Big time, including my girl Claire. So the the highlights, I guess, were the one-on-one dates. The first was, was with Cassandra. She's that 21-year-old dancer who has the kid with 
Rodney Stuckey. She still she's told him about the kid Ed, but she hasn't told him about the Rodney Stuckey angle yet. She did leave that part. Out. Yeah, she she hasn't told him how uh, how much work he's going to have to do to make something happen. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, she's got no personality, so they get along like a house on fire. Um, they go on a dumb date. He takes her out on Long Beach Harbor on one of those amphibious vehicles. Oh, yeah. He drives one of those cars that drives on, on the, the street w- and in the water. So they just go around and around, and then they They're jump They're like in, doing donuts in the harbor. They jump in that dirty harbor water and yeah, make out. Yeah, the water that no one would ever go in, but since they're on The Bachelor, they'd have jump in the tar water. Um, then there's a group date that involved a soccer match between the girls. Um, I like how they pitch Juan Pablo as some kind of superstar, you know, professional soccer player. Right. Which he, he's, he's not. Yeah, he played he like semi-pro, was. but he's like, I have played the soccer all my life. Uh, and some chick was just getting the ball kicked in her face like 28 times in a row. Charlene. <laughs> that was the best part. That, I, I really enjoyed that. They just kept, It was like a montage of her deflecting the ball with her chin. Um, but somehow he led her on to the middle of the field later on, and they had one of what I think was the most awkward TV kisses in the history of TV kisses. They must let him shower in between because I feel like there was a lot of vaginal sweating happening, a lot of underboob sweat. So at some point they had to let these girls at least use a wipe or something. They get cleaned up. Yeah, because she was all clean, and then they went and had a picnic in the middle of the field, Ed. And where they went for a makeout while all the other girls watched, and the one this chick did not. I know by her the way she kisses. There's zero chance she's ever had a penis in her mouth, and if she has, or if she comes near one, she's for certain not going to know what to do with it. I have a feeling in a few weeks you're going to tell me all of this is made up. <laughs> Did you not watch last I, night? No, he doesn't watch. Oh, I've God. never watched. He, he I'm going to send you a clip of the kiss. He sent, he, please do. He sent me a text saying, as you know, I won't be watching hashtag straight. <laughs> um, so you know they like to set up rivalries between the girls, these producers. So uh, the first is between Elise. She's the curvier one that has a really bad style choices. Yeah, she she I like. She's a little chubby. She definitely would know what to do oh, when knows. confronted with a penis. She like knows. she's she's probably had to work a little harder her whole life. Uh, one of those. Yeah, yeah. So good for her. So they've set up a rivalry between Elise and Chelsea, who's sort of I think the poor man's Kristen Bell with the two close together eyes. And the she's really not cute. Demeanor. She she had to she had a bungee jump. Um, Elise feels like she is way more attractive. Um, sorry, is way more a woman than Chelsea. She, she feels very confident. She about is her a lot connection. of woman. I like her. I like Elise. <laughs> so Elise, you know, quoting her, she says, "I don't know if she's ready to be a stepmom. She seems like a baby to me." Yeah, Elise is twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, obviously it's a real shocker when the next one-on-one date is, of course, Juan Pablo and Chelsea, not Elise, um, which was a huge burn. Total setup. And I always feel bad that while they're getting ready for their one-on-one date, they're also simultaneously having to pack their shit in case they don't get a. That is kind of funny. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, let's all go so out." Mean. See, he takes them on a da- he takes them on a date as like a group. Oh no, if he takes you on a date, a one-on-one date, just alone. And you don't cut it. He doesn't give you a rose. You got to bounce. You immediately have to bounce. So your bags have to be packed before you go on that date. Yeah. What, what, what gets accomplished on a group date? Nothing really. No, not well, enough group stuff. You know what? He takes them. Okay. He he takes them off and has little five minute chit chats with them and tries to get to know them better. Um, yeah. And usually, usually there's some making out. Um, okay, so Chelsea and Juan Pablo's group. Uh, their date is they had to bungee jump off that bridge. Yeah. And she didn't know she was going to have to do it, and she was not into it. She was crying, and he's telling her, just do it for me. It was really mean. Yeah, here's me Here's me as a contestant on that show. Hey, we're going to need you to bungee. I'll uh, see you later. I'm out of here. <laughs> no, but we want you to just jump up. Nope. I'm out. Take care. I've done it, and I can honestly say there is nothing more not fun than bungee do jumping. You, Ed, do you bungee jump off stuff? I've, I've never done it. Of course not. I'm cool with living. Of course not. <laughs> After the jump, Chelsea says, 
The epitome of building a relationship is just jumping, free-falling together. I think if we can jump oh, off a, a bridge together, we can pretty much get through anything. It's a metaphor. Uh, so this shows how little she knows about relationships. Right. I mean, in reality, one person would jump and the other one would just stand there laughing. <laughs> I mean, so anyway, she gets a rose and he claims that he thinks she's wife material. Um, I can't wait to see Elisa's reaction to this. Yeah, next yeah week. There's, a, there's a rivalry there. Um, Juan Pablo got some advice from Sean Lowe, who was the last bachelor. He told it, he said, don't kiss anyone in front of the other girls. That's probably easy for Sean Lowe because he's a homosexual. Right. And the producers are never going to let this happen because jealousy, of course, is one of the main driving forces, um, of this show. So he kisses Charlene and he kisses her again after the group date. Claire sees this. She goes into the bathroom, has a meltdown, starts crying, um, so now he's having to juggle all these female emotions. He he might be onto something. This Charlene chick is not cute. She's an opera singer. She's she's not sexy at all. She doesn't know how yeah. to kiss. She's but very he, asexual. He's making all the other girls really crazy right. by giving Charlene a lot of attention. So I feel like they're gonna the hotter girls are gonna work a little harder. They're gonna you know there's gonna be a little more mm-hmm. rubbing. They're going to get a little handsy. I wish we could give him that much credit. Yeah, he's, he's not that smart. No, he's not. Anyway, so that brings us to the rose ceremony. Um, and Christy, the super trashy blonde marketing manager from Illinois, and Lucy, who um, is the one that takes her clothes off the, all the yeah, time. Yeah, the chick that gets naked they didn't got, get a rose, Ed. Oh. Um, and and yeah. Lucy Pity. now dates Evan Spiegel of Snapchat. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. So she gets to send her dick pics. She up, yeah, she upgraded. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's my recap of last night's episode. Outstanding job, Fancy. Yeah, really you. appreciate it. I'm hooked on the Bachelor. I'm I'm not I'm not hating on Elise. You I'm know, some hope- people want to hate on her because she's a little bit thick. I think there's going to be a lot more drama next week. Yeah, so. the, the the drams is ramp- ramping up. Um, Claire is insane, but she's also pretty attractive so i'd like to see where that goes with her she's gonna be around for a while i think so too before you sign off let's let's discuss the big headlines even the non-bachelor he uh his homophobic comments he's a problem with homosexuality and yet uh just just from an outsider's perspective he was a soccer player right right (laughs) i'm not gonna say all soccer players are gay i'm just saying right you know if anyone's watched a soccer game, all the theatrics, all the, the short, yeah. the short, the short umbros, a lot of crying and whining, um, leather and, uh, head wraps, a lot of leather um, head strappy things to keep their long, beautiful hair held back. And a uh, little fun fact: he's he's Venezuelan. He's from Venezuela. Uh, do you guys know what Venezuelans do every Christmas Day? <laughs> No, what? What? Go to church? <laughs> well, they, they do go to church, but first they block the streets and all rollerblade to church. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's scarier wow. than no, rollerblading? They don't. Wow. Is that real? That is fact. Anyone can Google Caracas, Venezuela, Christmas Day, and you'll see that everyone's rollerblading. That is so I, I did see this. I don't think it's fair to corner Juan Pablo and ask him a question because he, A, doesn't speak English that well, and two is not smart. So I'm going to give him a pass on his homophobic comments. <laughs> also, he's from Venezuela. Like they don't, you know, that they're like communists down there or something. It also, he he's he on the Bachelor. That right. I mean, it's not like the, he has a problem with the show going gay. Like, no offense, Bri, but <laughs> the Bachelor's yeah, who, about as gay as it gets. Who's watching it? Like, well, he says chicks he, and gay guys. He says and me. He, he says it, he he doesn't think it would be a good thing for kids to watch. Right. I don't, I don't yeah. think any kids are watching. Kids aren't the watching the Bachelor. One pops. <laughs> yeah, and it, I don't think soccer's a good thing for kids to watch either. I like I like how Ed's taking the hard news angle with. He's like, "What are you going to tell? How how do you answer for Juan Pablo and his homosexual tirade?" I'm just saying, for a guy to be anti-gay when his his people are known right. for rollerblading to church. Right, and and his pretty view- sure you're not supposed to be anti-gay. His viewers are having Cosmo parties across the country <laughs> yeah. to watch his show every Monday night. Because rollerblading is as gay as an Easter bonnet. 
Absolutely. Okay, well, we'll, we'll end it there. Fancy okay. Sauce, official Bachelor correspondent, Fancy Sauce. You only hear her on this show. We appreciate your input, Fancy. We hope to hear from you next week. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you guys next week. Ed, you got to watch it. Um, well, well, put me down for a maybe. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. That was Fancy Sauce, guys. All right, Ed. I, I'm, I imagine that it won't be long before you are for sure hooked on that show. I can tell in by the sound of your voice that you are becoming a fan. It's, yeah. It's going to be right up there. It's going to be one of your favorite shows, and it's not going to take long. Okay. it's The time has come. Last topic of the day, final topic. I know this story made the rounds, but we're just now getting in, getting to it because we only do this once a week. Kellen Winslow pleasuring self in a parking lot, and I'll just read you the story. Kellen Winslow was arrested. I'm surprised we're just now finding out about this. Kellen Winslow was arrested on November 17th and formally charged on December 30th. You know his lawyers were trying to get this thing put away. Oh, you yeah. know, they're like, we'll pay the fine. What do you need? You know, he'll do community service. Let's get this thing. But no, <coughs> they couldn't work it out. He got charged on December 30th for possession of a controlled substance, synthetic marijuana. Wow. I oh. mean, actual marijuana exists. Well, I don't understand why you would need synthetic marijuana, I guess, other than for drug testing. But the, the effect can't be the same. Either way, uh, it, But the police report from that incident adds some bizarre context to the incident. The report indicates that police were responding to a call of a black male in a black Cadillac Escalade in a parking lot pleasuring himself. I thought it was a Walmart. The incident took place in a Target parking lot. From the police report, I approached the vehicle and observed the driver, later identified as Kellen Winslow Jr., slouched in his seat, moving around. Oh, this is getting hot, Ed. (laughs) Mr. Winslow then moved into an upright position. I bet he had something in an upright position. In the seat, as I came to the driver's side window, I asked Mr. Winslow what he was doing in the parking lot, and he advised he was looking for Boston Market. Wow, and was lost. Gross. (laughs) While Not only does he masturbate in a car, he has no taste in chicken. While speaking with Mr. Winslow, I observed many empty plastic containers of funky monkey in the passenger seat and on the floor of the passenger side of the vehicle. The vehicle was very cluttered. Uh, You know what? I don't have a lot of respect for people that don't keep their car clean. Okay, I got a guy that comes to my job once a week. He throws all that stuff away. He washes it. You need to get on that plan, Kellen. And there were also plastic bags of Mr. Happy, funky monkey, Mr. Happy. Scattered throughout the front seats, I observed Mr. Winslow wearing dark-colored sweatpants. Oh, mm. sweatpants. <laughs> I bet you he's sweat sweatpants to the strip club guy. Uh. Like Plaxico. And two, this is, the, this is the worst part. He was wearing dark-colored sweatpants and two open containers of Vaseline on his center console, although his genitals were not exposed. Wow. Okay, how quickly was he going through the Vaseline, Ed, that he needed two containers of it? Yeah, he is six foot four, 240 pounds. I'm sure he's blessed with a supreme hog. Yeah, you're probably right. But two jars of Vaseline. Yeah. That's insane. I I use some Vaseline when I go running. I, I rub so I don't get blisters. I put some on the bottom of my feet before I put some socks on, and I put some on my nipples. Yeah, but – That's right. Uh, and it's I've had the same jar of Vaseline for yeah. fucking 10 years. Vaseline lasts years. Yeah. This guy I – mean, and, and how how hard is Vaseline to like quickly clean off? Oh, no. It's Can oil-based. It's an oil-based solvent. Yeah. <laughs> two jars on his hog wow yeah he was having to scrape that the, off with a putty knife at the, some point the cleanup job in his car just be just to get to the point where he can grip a steering wheel again must have been just a mess 
That's yeah. a four, that's a forty five minute cleaning job by a professional team of cleaners. Absolutely, he could not have driven away safely unless he had some sort of gloves or hot water, like a, a power washer in the back to get those hands clean. Also, like, how horny do you have to be to have your dick out within the view of a target? <laughs> like, well, I, I I think there's 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 a real big important question because it may help us understand. Did this happen before or after a trip to to Target? If it's before, maybe yep. he's trying to psych himself up. I mean, it's a it's a it's a pretty big bummer having to go into Target. I've I've, I've done, done it many times and like staring at that sucks. big that big red circle like just bums you yeah, out. Yeah. There's always that one thing that you don't know where it is. You're like done I, shopping and you're like, "Wait, where do they keep this?" Yeah. And it's one it, stuff? it just takes an hour. And yeah, whether it's 84 pack of toilet paper or laundry detergent, whatever this guy's going for, yeah. then every time he gets a target, there's 700 cash registers and like like two open. Six yeah. six max open. Always there, and then you're staring at a five dollar copy of Uncle Buck for like ten minutes while you're waiting. They're they're always trying to upsell upsell you on like a club membership there too. They'll knock, you know, get the Target card. You know it's coming. You have to politely decline. I feel like though the the answer here is in the Vaseline, so to speak. He got the Vaseline in the Target. He needed to rub one out so bad. He's like and. He's clearly a lotion guy. Some of us. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm in gonna, a lotion camp. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and say I. I go no lube. Whoa, you're a dry man, huh? Dry man. Hey, I got technique down. Wow. My my dick isn't fooled. Like, yes. I know I'm not doing it with anything but sure. my hand. Well, so take- you know the 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 lotion choice is something you make early in life, and once you're, I, I, I'll admit, you know, I'm I'm not. I really wish I could go back to age 13 or 14 whenever I switched to becoming a full-time lotion man and maybe maybe just take a minute maybe get some advice from somebody because there's all there's can be a time when you don't you need to get one out you're a little tuned up you're a little excited and you need to make something happen to calm yourself down maybe it's a job interview ball game airplane flight and you don't have any lotion handy. Right. And you got to go dry. And going dry is tough for a lifetime lotioner. I'll, yeah. I'll admit it. But well, I had, Wynn, a, I, had a, yeah. I had a bad experience with, with lubricant early on. Oh, oh, I've had that happen. Per See, plus. Well, <laughs> well, I was just going to say I couldn't find anything and so I yeah. used hand soap. Oh no! Big mistake. And Such a big it mistake. Was, it was well. I was. I was whatever. Fifteen, yeah. fourteen, whatever it was. The, but the it dick rash a, just it, subsided. Well, no. Here's the problem. You know, hand soap, like it doesn't stay in that form too long. So by the time I was done, it was like an I Love Lucy episode. It was just a sudsy mess everywhere. <laughs> I had to like jump in the shower. It was a mess. So, so I was. You, you were I, scared off of lotion. I said, you know what. I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna try to take care of this with no help. Right. Um, so I'm I'm you know I'm I'm solid uh, two decades deep in in dry. So good. You know what? I don't I don't I'm not mad at you. I have no quarrel with your dry ability. Um, Kellen Winslow though he's going through multiple like he might have a lotion addiction. He's going through multiple containers of Vaseline in one session. Wow. Like that's he's using too much. Somebody, his dad, Kellen Winslow Senior, might want to sit him down and be like, "Son, you're doing it wrong. Like I didn't teach you the right way to go. What you need to do is just a, a little goes a long way." And I would argue that that Vaseline or any kind of petroleum-based lubricant does not have the viscosity you need. Personally, like I like an I like to use an oil, like a like a baby oil, something maybe something with a little fragrance to it, like a coconut oil, uh, something very viscous, something with no possibility of binding up during the process. And I feel like 
Vaseline is just the opposite. It really will gum up. You might be close and all of a sudden you, you, you got a spanner wrench in the middle of your deal. Well, think about this. I, I'm just thinking about Vaseline. It seems like such a bad idea, and maybe it explains a lot of what happened in Kellen Winslow's career. That's true. Because That's what absolutely what, true. What do we know? What do we know about his career? First of all, he got in some sort of weird uh, motorcycle or moped accident right away. It was a possibly, motorcycle, possibly caused by slippery hands. Yes, he's yes. had he's had a subpar career. Not Can't really. Catch. Can, not a consistent guy at catching the ball. Perhaps his masturbatory habits have leaked into his playing career. Ed, you're on to something. Preach. Wow. I, I don't know. This was yeah. just a the revelation that just came to me. May, well, that stuff is very, very hard to get off. And if he's using that much, even when he goes to put the sticky gloves on, he's putting them on with Vaseline hands. That's right. So he's he's actually lubing the gloves up so when that Geno Smith ball comes in there, it's yeah. slipping right through his fingers because his gloves are all vazzed up. Hence the, like, 25 catches a year. Wow, unbelievable. Well, I didn't know he was still playing. And I, I wonder... Pretty, pretty sure you're not going to have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, I don't think we're going to hear from him. Uh, Ed, you're a married guy. I used to be a married guy, and I know that as a married guy, your chances for a little self-love are very limited. It's rare that the house is empty enough for you to – and I'm I'm not a shower guy. I've never been a shower guy. I can't, need, do, can't do it standing up. No, I can't. I can do it standing up, but I need – and this is why I'm surprised that my invention of laminated porn hasn't come to the marketplace sooner. I need – to be stimulated. That's another yeah. thing. I, you know, early on, I got into using stimulus along with lotion to help me get going. And now I need all sorts of accoutrements to make it happen. Point. A good point. The, the internet has ruined my sense of imagination. I mean, I used to just yeah, think about a hot teacher bumping against me in class. Like that, that was yeah, enough to, to store in the memory banks. Now my imagination is shot. Yeah, I I no longer have a mental Rolodex. I need visual stimulation. And so as a married guy, I would, you know, come home to an empty house. I would immediately queue up a video in sight of the front door and then also with one ear trained on the sound of the garage door to make sure and then Get into my routine. Get it done very quickly. You learn to do it very quickly as a married guy. But this guy, Kellen Winslow, he's outside. You know, I'm locking doors. I'm putting sheets over the windows. Um, this guy's doing it at Target. I'm I'm calling to have the mail service stopped. Um, I have I turn get the electricity turned off. I do everything possible to make sure no one can possibly come to the door, and. This guy is at Target no problem. in his car. He no unloads, problem. He unloads the uh, double-wide box of cereal, 84-pack of toilet paper, the bananas that never turn yellow, and then yeah. he just sits down. Sit, sits down op- for a jack. Opens, opens a couple jars of, uh, yeah. of Vaseline and goes to town. I yeah, mean, maybe, so maybe that's his thing. Like, I need to see a youngish natural girl being sexed very athletically he on the other hand just needs to see commerce he needs like he gets really really horny maybe he loves red polos yeah he 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 just can't get off outside of the presence of heaps of discount chinese made goods that 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 that's all that does it for him. He needs to see lots of carts and people getting in arguments over parking spots. <laughs> Made in China, red polos, khaki pants, and he's rock hard. L- lots of lube. Uh, wow. Well, we've taken it. We've taken it to a place, and and it's a great place. Like yeah. this is a place I want this show to go to. The real. Hard-hitting topics that affect us all as guys, namely, do you lubricate when you masturbate and do you masturbate outside in your car? Um, Excellent, 
excellent, excellent job. Great input from you, Ed. We learned a lot from you, especially I had not thought of this, how the Vaseline may have affected Kellen Winslow's career. He, he might have been a Hall of Famer if it weren't for his Vaseline addiction. This would, this would uh, fall under the category of my strange addiction. Absolutely, yeah. We, we'll see. He's not going to be playing football anymore, so we can we should see if we can get him booked on there. Yeah. All right, Ed. Excellent job. Another great show in the books. Javaris Crittenden, Richard Sherman, The Bachelor Report, Kellen Winslow, Jody Sweeten's birthday. You're, you're just not you're just not going to get this type of content anywhere else. It's obvious. So subscribe to the show. Tell your friends. Uh, and we're going to do it for you every week. Ed, how was that for you? We're making dreams come true. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't have said it better myself. All proud right. of us. Proud Absolutely. Of us. Proud of you. Proud of myself especially. Proud of Fancy Sauce. For Fancy Sauce. <laughs> for Ed Daly. I'm Brian Beckner. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on theballerlifestyle.com. And we'll check in with you guys next week. See you later. Later. You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at Home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at Home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable law. See dealer for details. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.